When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain Westwire football podcast. We are nearing the end. Shh, don't tell people. Uh, week 12 recap here, where there were a couple blowouts, a couple of very surprised results, and a new team is at the bottom of the standings, which I inadvertently cut out on Twitter, Josh, and people don't seem to care except for like one person. That's <laughs> just because they want to make fun of them, which I don't see a problem with. Yeah, so go to mwware.com to check out all the stuff we do. We got our previews up. I did something on the power rank or not power rankings. Well, that will come out later. But the somehow weirdness of who's going to be in the title game, we'll attempt to explain a little bit on this show and more on next show when we get to the actual games. Let's just say plug in your computer, your old dial-up CD to see what happens because that's what we need possibly to figure out who's in the championship game. <laughs> because the Mountain West Josh is likes to uh, change their tiebreaker rules and make them weird and not super smart. They do it every year. They they did it after the Fresno Boise debacle, and then you was it you, you or Matt said they basically went back to what they did before. Um, I don't know what do you mean, like with the computer rankings or what? Yeah, yeah, because they they changed it up, didn't they? What did they change? Do you remember what they changed it to? I don't remember. This is probably for the next show. But... Yeah, what do you mean, like? Changing the the order, the formula, or the order of tiebreaker, or or something. Because remember, because it because it was Fresno beat Boise in Boise, or was it in Fresno? It was in but Fresno. They, went, they had to go to Boise. And then they had to go play Boise at Boise. I don't remember what the changes were, but I know it went on the computer ratings, even though it was a head to head. They just don't need to. They don't circle back around to the top. We'll get that later. We'll we'll get we'll talk some games. We'll talk about it at the end because it's weird and I don't recall if the change. Maybe we'll find it here in the next couple of days because it's a short week, Thanksgiving week. So we'll have to probably do our preview earlier so people have time to listen. We'll probably do it. I'll say do it Wednesday or something. Yeah, we'll mess with it down there. We'll see. All right, Wyoming forty-two, Hawaii nine. I like that snark because that's about what this whatever that was because that's a good well, result, good where response. The, where the hell is this Wyoming like? Is Hawaii this bad, or we is this the Wyoming team that's finally been predicted for the past five years? Well, as we mentioned in our group chat at some point, I think you you or Jesse mentioned, hey, Bulls airing it out. Well, yes and no. Andrew Pizzo only threw the ball 17 times for 319 yards. <laughs> hey, I mean, it works. It works. I mean, well, so I, I – Jesse said that, and I was at the CSU game, so I checked the box score. At the time he said it, he had only thrown three passes, one for 89, one for 44, and one for 11. Mm. So, and two of those were for touchdowns. Yeah, he, yeah, hit three total. John Michael Gillenborg, excellent name, did well. I don't know. Like, Harrison Whaley showed up. This game... It was just like when's the last time I, I should check. When's the last time Wyoming scored thirty five points in a game? Uh, do, does Texas Tech count? 
If they score that many points, it definitely does. Yeah, it's Texas Tech. Uh, no, excuse me. It was New Mexico. They've done it three times this year. Uh, Texas Tech, New Mexico, and uh, this one. Did you know they're also undefeated at home this year? Yep, 7-0. <laughs> We're on the road, people. What's the deal? Like, they are... I don't know who this team is, man. They're inconsistent. Like, they... Hawaii is that bad. Schrager had to throw a million times this game. They can't run the ball, which we've known all year. Steve McBride did the best he could for 103 yards, but there is nothing that can be done for Hawaii against his defense. Could have been, like, this is dumb. I hate this. Oh, okay, I got some stats for you, too. This is awesome. I forgot about this. Could it be Hawaii playing an early kick time for them? Because so it kicked off at noon. New, new mountain time. So was that six Hawaii time? Ah, uh, then they'll time change to seven quiet time. Early morning, regardless. Because yeah. they typically don't play this type of game. They're obviously at home, they play 5 to 6 p.m. at home. When they play in the road, they're usually maybe a three like a 3.30 Pacific kick, possibly. Usually 7 8 p.m. kick. So I wonder that. So so in this game, have you looked at the team stats? going to ask you some questions here that are interesting. I have. Ah, okay, so we'll let people know. I can ask surprise. Wyoming only had six third downs. Did they complete any? No. <laughs> Hawaii was 10 for 20 on third down. That is wild. It was only plus one turnover margin. This secondary for Hawaii is brutal. Like, they couldn't do anything to stop these deep passes. Wyoming comes out, touchdown, easy touchdown, two touchdowns, like, in flat. One play, 89 yards. The other one, like you mentioned before, how quickly they scored. I think the answer is Josh White is that bad. Cool. See if he's going to bowl in the. You sure? You confident about that? No. Ah! <laughs> this CSU team, no. Where's that game at? Is that Hawaii? It's a, yeah, it's at Hawaii. Hmm. Yeah, they should win. They should be fine. They're six point favorites. So we'll see. I don't know. There's, there's not much to say. Hawaii's terrible. They can't run the ball. Braden Shaker's an okay quarterback. Steve McBride's a really good receiver. Their defense, they did get four sacks, which is pretty amazing <laughs> in this game in 60 FL. So they did get after Peasley just enough, but there is nothing. Kawhi is just 35 0 game was over. Like this is over by half, easy by halftime. So there's not much more to say besides Wyoming. Good job. I think Wyoming's season comes down to beating up on bad teams. And then when they play anybody who's really good, who's good, they don't seem to do much. Texas, they lose, which they played well with. Air Force, Boise, and UNLV. Well, they play Nevada next week, so they're going eight and four. Yeah, eight and four bowl game. All right, what do we got next year? CSU Nevada. Oh man, <laughs> Brandon is like just get rid of everybody. He, they did score twenty points. So what about this to game? To be fair, the defense did seven of that. Okay, thirteen points offensively then, but twenty total. So good job, Ken Wilson defense. Brandon's like this. Bianca, what did he throw? Two interceptions on the first cup, two drives or something before he got benched? No, he didn't get benched. He got hurt. Oh, he got hit hard. oh I thought somebody. Oh, I just thought he left the game. I assumed just benching because, you know, Nevada's not very good at football. No, it, this is. Um, it, I don't. I didn't see the exact hit. I just saw the aftermath a little bit. It's the play where Kamara got his unsportsmanlike conduct. Oh, okay. Um, he was either jawing with, seven, with um, 70, who I think is the left tackle. Or he said something to the ref. I don't know, but like the, this game was like it was chippy. Like it, like I don't like on both sides. Like and 
so Tory Horton is normally like the like quiet and reserved type of guy. Like he can he can get up, up when needed, but this is the most animated I've ever seen him. Like he was talking, like the, to the point where the refs had to step in and tell him to go back to the sideline. Go sit down, bro. Yeah. It, so with that, like, what led to that? Was he just frustrated, or what was his? No, situation? I think I think it was just the talk. Because he he likes he likes Norvell. Okay. His parents love him. Okay. So I think it was just he was tired of the talk coming out of that camp and wanted to show like, hey, I'm here for my coach. You're not gonna you're not gonna talk down to him. He had a good game. He had that long long reception, scored a touchdown. Yeah. But like Nevada, they just let, it, let me let me put it this way. It's hard to explain I, this team. I said that. CSU, I told Justin Michael of DMVR Rams that CSU should have covered this comfortably. CSU cannot, and he's, he said this on his Twitter page, he goes, CSU can't get out of their own way. This They let Nevada think they had a chance when they really shouldn't have had a chance at all. I know, kidding. They only went by 10 points. It was 20 to 13 at halftime, and then it was pretty even the second half. Like, what if Nevada made that, made that field goal they missed? Like, you know what I mean? That was a was a fifty yarder, just about. That's pretty hard. To, or no, not that's close enough. Sorry, forty three yarder. Like, Brandon Talton can Talton can make that, but if he makes that field goal, you never know. That's this is a one point game at that point. It'd be tied, yeah, maybe. No, it'd be yeah, it'd be tied at that point. It would have been twenty one to twenty. The final. Or, why did I? What did I think it was? I'm using ESPN's box box score here, so it could be. Oh problems. yeah, you, you're probably right. <laughs> I, I for some reason I thought it was like twenty one to twenty. No, it's twenty three twenty. Then CSU went down and scored after that in, six, in quick fashion, six plays, two minutes. But you're right; like there is a situation in this game where, yeah, they get the pick six and the half. That's a problem. That's like if they don't, whatever. It doesn't matter if they get this or that. But Nevada's not good, and I don't know what Ken Wilson's going to do. But CSU, it's like when I was there at Vegas; like they played prevent defense. They held you to be just enough, but then when it mattered, they let them move down the field with relative ease. But this game, they just couldn't – like, they were getting at – like, the thing – CSU doesn't – didn't contain well in this game. They allowed Brandon Lewis to get out and run. Um, they allowed – they weren't – there was a lot of comeback routes, but there was also a lot of just losing their man, and that's that's what was able to – that was what was really keeping Nevada in this game was Brandon Lewis being able to escape pressure and um, find guys downfield. And that, that was the, the one good thing that I saw from the Nevada receivers is they kept going. Like, they were breaking off routes. They were coming back to the ball. So they were able to keep the offense running a little bit. They just couldn't finish. Score touchdowns. Don't settle for field goals. Because it's also, you're right, like on third down, 4 of 11. That's uh, Nevada was 5 of 16. I know. 4 of 11 sees you. You know, so I say, yeah, I'm saying if you say finish stuff on offense. Yeah, but that's true. It's it's they're plus they're my plus one. It's it's a win. Guess what? You, the CSU team. Okay, I get what you're saying. Where they need to finish games, which they should. But they're also a team that's still kind of trying to figure things out to be a pretty good football team. We're trying to get there. So if yeah, this I were just... to be the case next year, I'd have more concern. They they did what they're supposed to do and beat a bad team. Should they beat them by more? Yeah, don't have a pick six. Yeah, that's seven points there. Be that a t- was a, that was a miscommunication. That yeah. wasn't on well, anyone. Well, I'm just saying, but that no, well, that is an issue though. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. run the wrong route or something, 
I'm not saying it's a bad throw, but if somebody doesn't know the play, well, got to figure that out. But yeah. so that that's a bad play. Like defense played fine. Ten, ten TFLs, four sacks. Like they're going to have the quarterback and everything. And you mentioned Lewis does run pretty well, so that's always a concern for most teams. But they get a win. All you care about is getting one more than go to the bowl game and play in some random MAC team in Idaho. Uh, we're based on projections. It's probably New Mexico or Frisco. Yeah, it's, if it I, happens, I just like to make the joke about going to. It'll probably be Boise. Though. That's that's yeah. like like CSU fans will boycott if that happens. Hey, hey, you could get a win on the blue turf for once. Oh, sorry, too soon. <laughs> no, I just they don't they, they don't want to. We don't want to go through an ice bowl again. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that one. That game again. That game was. I remember that man. That game was brutal. Was that versus uh, BYU? Was that the game? I no, think? it was Idaho. Oh, Idaho. Oh, I, oh okay. The Vandals. Okay. Yeah, odds are I'll do bowl projections probably in the morning. Boise, I think they're probably going to Idaho Bowl unless they win the conference. Just because their record just obviously so-so. Yeah. For the most part. All right, next game. What do we got here? Let's go UNLV to – UNLV Air Force. Oh, boy. UNLV versus Air Force. This game, 31-27 the final. UNLV wins, and – as we talk about championships implications, if they win, they're basically in no matter what. They are in no matter if they win, they clinch. So getting this game avoids a lot of tiebreaker, fewer tiebreaker situations. Because if it would have been an Air Force win, they both have two losses. It would have been crazy. But if if Air Force had won, I think Air Force would have been in automatically. I think because they'd had well, they still have to play Boise, so no. Look, well, so clinch so, maybe. Why don't you try to think? It, so it would be Air Force at six and one, and UNLV at five and two. No Air Force. So it would still oh, be the same, it would still be the same four teams. If ah. San Jose State, if San Jose State had beaten UNLV, then UNLV would have been out. Gotcha. If Boise had beaten Air Force, then it would have been a three-way tie between Air Force, Boise, and San Jose State, and we'd still be in the same situation we are now. Hmm. Okay, I gotcha. It's all crazy, yeah. but with this particular game, that second quarter, like Air Force. Getting up big, like they scored 20 in the second quarter. They were up, I'm trying to pull the exact difference, they're up, what, 14-7, 24-7. If UNLV doesn't get that late touchdown, they'd be in trouble. Like, that was a very, a good comeback drive because they got the kickoff. Obviously, they had to go 75 full yards. They, uh, what was that penalty? Not penalty that hurt them, but they moved the ball well enough going down the field of Maeva. But if they didn't get that touchdown, that they may not win that game. I know they recovered nicely and scored on the assuming, assuming kickoff. And they forced a couple punts. Like in the first half, it looked doom and gloom for the Rebels. Yeah, they didn't seem to be moving the ball well enough. And Air Force, despite them going with multiple quarterbacks because of injuries for Zach, like his Zach, like Zach Lair does not play, obviously. So they put in who they have uh, Jensen Jones typically. Yeah, John Bush and Brandon Ingle all going in there and throw passes. Dylan Carson kind of came out of nowhere for a pretty big game. They. Still ran where they typically did, but Rebels couldn't run the ball, which is unfortunate. Jet Thomas didn't have a good game. Maya led the team in rushing. Then we had the random Doug Brumfield appearance, that 13-yard play. I'm like, what's going on here? Brumfield's in the game. <laughs> Was that because – I remember – I'm trying to recall. Did Maya have his helmet come off or something? Did they bring him in for one play or something? I'm trying to remember. It must have. The, there's I, some, didn't, I didn't see it, so that must have been what happened. I was watching – because I watched this one late last night. I was trying to remember. I think it was like a – maybe it was like a big hit and they took him out for just a moment. I'm like, oh, Brumfield can do a few things. But, man, Ricky White – I so I have a vote for the Blitnikoff. Not to brag much, but I do. So I'm voting. So <sighs> should I put – How many How many people can you can you do? Ten. Should I put a – should I put a – should I should have put Ricky White? I think I put Ricky White in my top ten. Yeah, 
I yeah, Ricky's got to go. Ricky's got to be there. I think I did. Maybe maybe I can pull my belt real quick. Cause I actually send it back to me. Usually they don't. But I was looking at those numbers. I'm like, he like him. He has been playing extremely well. He had the huge long play. He had the touchdown, obviously. But the difference in this game was. Air, at least Air Force didn't have as many turnovers. Like, what were they, minus 10 the past two games or something? Something like that. They were yeah. ridiculously bad. And so they had the one in this game, which was helpful, the one fumble, I believe. Yeah, one fumble. And the Rebels had two turnovers, also two fumbles on their own end. But it was a matchup where I'm, okay, UNLV and Sick and Affleck, they must have done something to stop Air Force because Air Force, I, I don't know why Air Force is rolling out different quarterbacks to throw the ball. Not great. And I wonder if that was a weird thing just to throw UNLV off or something. Because it kind of worked. For UNLV, so, for UNLV, I should say, I'm, what I'm getting at. For them to stop to stop UNLV them. also ran a fake punt at one point. Oh, that was perfect, that pass. That was amazing. When did that happen? Oh, oh wait. No, I see I see it. It was in the, it's in the third quarter. Or fourth quarter. Did they score a touchdown off that one? I forget. Yeah, they must have. Or was it a field, uh, goal? field goal? Field goal. Yeah, but that fake punt was perfection. The guy literally, like, he ran a good play. And Air Force, the thing about that, Air Force is ready for it with their punt, with their kind of a safe defense, they called it. He throws yeah. the ball where the guy's supposed to be. Besides it being a good spiral, it was just one guy versus like two to three Air Force defenders because they kind of closed on him. It was thrown high enough where. I don't think they would have cared if it got intercepted because how, where they're at in the field, like whatever, just throw the ball and see what happens. But he made a good enough spiral, and the guy is right in the spot where it's supposed to be. I think he's throwing that ball there no matter what happened because he was covered reasonably well. But it worked, and they got points out of it. So why can't Air Force win these games this year? Do you have I, any- I think Calhoun got desperate because he went so – I hate ESPN because their timeline messes up, so I don't know how much time was left on the clock. Yeah, I hate that too. Sometimes I use it. Second and goal on UNLV's eight, and they run for no gain. Are you talking about end of the game or what? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then they pass two straight times. Why would you not attempt a run again? Like your Air Force, that's what you do. I can see run. I can see pass. I'd pass on second and flip it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're at third and eight. Because here's the with your fourth and goal at the eight, they know what you know they know you're passing, right? If it's third and goal, run it again. You're right. Run and maybe throw in fourth down. But if say you run and get fourth and goal at the four, you could do either. And it'd probably be a pretty good play. Because yeah. but when you're eight yards out, odds of you running, even even if you're air force, are pretty low. So that was maybe Thiessen or Calhoun overthinking it possibly. And maybe it could be they don't trust their quarterbacks to run their offense efficiently. That that could be it too. Yeah. Because that's part of it. But I think part of it, they, like in this game, like you know, they just kind of figured something out in the second half to get the fake point you mentioned, field goal. Both those drives were super long, and Air Force couldn't do anything. They their first four possessions were punt and a fumble. They their second half they were shut out. They got oh no yeah they got no points. Yeah. Punt 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 or fumble punt turnover on downs. They they just couldn't move the ball. And UNLV, being a good team they are, figured did things and changed in the second half. Because Air Force, I wish I had to split. I wonder if Stat Broadcast has a split. So I don't want to look it up. But first half, second half is what obviously way different for Air Force being efficient running the ball. 
despite for the game, they do what they typically do with 300 plus yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. No big plays, and that's how you beat this defense. You don't let them get 10, 15, 20 yard rushing plays. So that's that. So Air Force still has it. No, they do not have a chance. I apologize. Every team with two losses have a chance. Boise State 45, Utah State 10. What are the Aggies doing? And Aggies have one of the worst injury situations of all season, the quarterback. Every week, Hillstead gets hurt. Lagarde gets hurt. Lagarde's our starter. Why Hillstead recovers from a concussion. No, we're switching again. They even brought... They, 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 they were one player passing away oh, from the quarterback. Dude, Levi Williams came in two for five. I... Man, George Solani with his best game in a long time. Hey, the record still stands. George Solani gets over 100 yards. Boise State's undefeated. Mm. Yeah, Ashton Genty had 85 in a TD. Like, Taylor Green, not good. <laughs> not needed also, right? <laughs> well, that that's the thing is, like, with Taylor Green, like, I think Avalos was trying to make Taylor Green something he isn't, which is... Taylor Green is a better runner than he is a thrower, but he is he has an okay arm. You need to use him as a true true dual threat quarterback, which is what I don't know if Spencer Danielson was calling the plays or if uh, their OC was or not. But like this, the game plan was called was executed perfectly as far as I could tell. Yeah, like he he kept to be more efficient during the ball for what he was. He was what nine of eight of seventeen. But Utah, the second quarter, Utah State, like they they's got their butt kicked. They gave up thirty one points in a quarter. That's hard to do. Well, they also had like four turnovers. So that's not. I'm just saying. And Utah State also they're leading seven ten to zero in this game. Oh man, that is brutal. Yeah, they had to fumble, turnover on downs, and try to be aggressive at the two yard line. Well, you, so that like that that's what was hilarious to me is like they were up ten nothing at the start of the second quarter they were shutting down Boise to, in the yeah. first quarter so mm-hmm. what like did did they they just fall apart or just like Boise just find a, a gap or something they they well the turnover thing you mentioned but also short fields the one was twenty two yards or twenty uh, was twenty five yards short then they had the big two big plays the two big Lonnie runs. And we ran four times, like Genty and him. Like then they fumble, turnover, punt. The Boise scores eight and a half, and Utah State first time we get all punt. Like it's just turnover city. And I get it; they're changing quarterbacks due to injuries all year, all year long, and all week long. But they just they had something figured out in the first first quarter, and then they just kept losing the ball in the second quarter, where they had the false start penalty pushing back. You had the Robert Briggs fumble. You have the turnover on downs. You have it's just. They started fine, and then they like, whoa, what are we doing? And there's nothing to say. When you give up 31 points, there's nothing to say. You just got crushed. They couldn't move the ball in third down. They were obviously minus four two over margin. Boise had an amazing running game, and Boise was, was not even good on third down. They're like five of 14. That's not good. Boise had nine sacks. Yeah. Like, well, you play all the different quarterbacks, it's bound to happen, right? Yeah, that's true. So – how hilarious would it be if Boise were to win the conference after they fired their coach midseason? <laughs> It'd be funny if they brought Harson back too. They they cannot bring Harson back. Hey, there's stuff floating around out there. They would be 
it's not a coach's show, but bringing coaches back a second time around usually doesn't go well. Fresno State. That's an exception. There's a lot more John Robinsons than Jeff Tedford's. Yeah, I know. So, I just, I don't know, man. It's their defense stepped up at a huge day. Like you had Ty Benfield and DJ Shram and um, Ahmed Hassan two and a half sacks each. Simpson two sacks. They just crushed it. They, they, or not sacks, sorry, TFLs. They just beat the crap out of Utah State. Well, I, I think a lot, some of it had to do with um, Razul Faison got hurt in this game too. So one of their main running backs got hurt, and mm-hmm. you know they had to lean heavily on. Yeah, but Devon know, Booth had, Booth. but he had 125 yards. Yeah, but he's the only other person like, they have. Yeah, I know. Briggs, one, two, three, four. They had seven people on the on the stat sheet. Only yeah. one of them had above 17 yards. I know. I'm just saying, and one guy still did pretty well. And three of those were quarterbacks who ran the ball as well. Sure. Like, uh, Levi Williams and Mikael. Well, hold think Okay. That's what, that is what is more amazing to me. So, in college, they count sacks against rushing yards. McKay mm-hmm. Hillstead is the only one with a negative, negative yardage. Despite having nine sacks? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a good point. I don't, yeah, I think it's just turnovers killed them because they had two interceptions, two fumbles. So it's just – one of those interceptions was a wide receiver pass too. Yeah, so. did Blake Anderson try whatever he can? Yeah. Whatever he can. All right, next game. So do, – Do we want to save this one for last? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Let's, um, let's do let's this. Let's do San Jose State, San Diego State. Who put money on Aztecs to be the worst team in the conference this year? Anybody? If you did, you're a damn liar. <laughs> it's like the one guy, I forget who it is, Tyler Bischoff at Vegas Radio, ESPN something in Las Vegas. We know him a little bit from doing stuff before. But like I, He pointed out the one guy who had the one first place vote for UNLV. I'm like, they're a liar. Or they're drunk and fill up their ballot wrong. Ballot wrong but... Well, wasn't it was was it Tyler or was it? No, he po- he pointed out who it was. I forget on Twitter. Okay, because there was somebody brought that back up. I'm like, yeah, I was curious what the preseason uh, projections were by the team people that cover the team. And I'm like, okay, and they're like eighth or something. Yeah. But this game, the funny thing is, okay, two things: Kyrie Robinson, dude, come on, what's going on? Only forty yards, <laughs> <laughs> and no catches either. I had a touchdown, so that's good. But the thing is, funny thing is, Aztecs had a rushing game. Jalen Armstead had a had a huge day with 130, over 130 yards in that touchdown, that long run. They were just can't couldn't move the ball enough to score. And they, it's like this is the game Aztecs typically you would think would win in the past, where Santa, San Jose State scoring 24 points is pretty good to hold them that few points. They had a good running attack, but the problem is, look at a big old INT mark for Jalen made had two. Just looking kind of at the basic numbers, this is a game where you would think, oh, Aztecs could kind of win. But, and they even scored points off their own turnovers. And San Diego State, or San Jose State, didn't even score points off turnovers. So it's not as if those turnovers were the points either. They just killed drives and they couldn't score off of them. But they're actually plus three points in the turnover, in turnover margin for points scored, if that makes sense. But it just stops them. Oh, no, here it is. So, Jalen Armstead, like, all right, I don't know what happened with it because he got 
this game was a quarter of his total yards of the year. Is he finally find something to break out, or is like he just been holding back on everyone? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's a health thing if he's been hurt or anything. But he got the most carries of anybody by far. I, I'm not entirely sure, but he looked good running the ball, and that's what they needed. Like they spread the ball around. Like going 15 to 24 is maybe a little bit better, but they ran him well. But Maiden just didn't get it done, and that was a problem. And then Sanders, they only had one sack, a handful of TFLs. But actually, the other side of it, Aztecs didn't get enough pressure on Shavon Cordero. No sacks in this game, so that's that's a thing. If you get after him, no inter- just to watch me, the one interception where I think they did score a touchdown off it, right? If I'm correct. Yes, they had the uh, oh no field goal. Sorry, but. I do like the aggressiveness in that first drive. They get the ball. They're down 10-7. Or excuse me, they're up 10-7. They allow the um, – score 10-7 halftime, excuse me. And then they go turnover on downs. I, I don't – I'm fine with maybe it. It's just, maybe it's just because the players aren't used to Ryan Lindley yet or he's not used to them. It's a full but season, like, man. I, oh, I'm just saying it can take, it can take more than a year. Just because, like, if you if you just look at the the team stats, like this wasn't it's it doesn't seem like San Diego State played that bad, but they did. I mean, they were seven to six on third down, three of four on fourth down. They were only outgained by fifty five yards, mm-hmm. barely any penalties, and they dominated time of possession. So it's like something happened on offense, like play calling, whether they don't have the talent or something, like. Something has to give. Turnover on downs, one. And then their, the second half didn't go. Well, clearly, the second half was garbage. Turnover on downs, interception. Their field goal took like half a quarter, eight minutes, and the interception. They only had two good drives in the second half. And one was a field goal, won't end up being an interception. Yeah. So they completed a third and 12. They go for it on four, or, and they go for it on fourth and one, where Armstead had one of these huge, big runs. They just offense just. It's not good, and they can't do a complete game on offense, even though it's – yeah, it's just kind of the two half. Even the first half when they played better, they only scored 10 points. So, I don't know. It's a uh, Spartans are – hey, Spartans could be – hey, Josh, they can come back if they if things work out extremely well for them. If the computers really liked them, they would next week. My preseason thing of watch Spartans to the title game could be a thing at 7-5. and five. <laughs> <laughs> They should be better than what they are. All right, last game. We're going backwards. The Mexico 25, Fresno State 17. What the okay. hell is going on here? We talked about this before we started, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to ask it now. That's okay. Do All it. Right. So 25 to 17, mm-hmm. That that's the final score. How yes. close do you think the yardage should be in and that it, type of score? Um, If I'm being generous – because I know it's going to be a wide margin because I saw how well the Mexico ran the ball. I would say if, if it's not close, like I know it's your student, if I want to be kind of thinking what it should be or what like, I think it should I'm be. Not, I'm not asking you to guess. Like, no, no, I know. You, yeah. I, it probably honestly should be within 75 yards. 100 if I want to be like, ooh, that's weird. New Mexico out gained 250 by nearly 300 yards. 300 yards, Wow. Wow, their quarter. This, this is the this is New Mexico's Fresno State win over Arizona State. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, all right. To be fair, New Mexico had like three long ninety-yard touchdown drives. Hey, man, they are plus one. They were better on third down. They were terrible on penalty penalized a million times. Like this game, Fresno's rush defense was terrible. Or rush, yeah, because Jacory Krosky Merritt two two hundred yards. It they was were averaging seven yards a carry. Yeah, they were killing them, and they only got a couple sacks. That doesn't change if you want to take that away. It's not many yards, but it was that. And they also had how many big passing plays? Like Caleb Medford had that forty-six yarder. Jeremiah Hicks had a pretty big play. Like they they were not even efficient throwing the ball, but they had a couple enough big plays. And Hopkins had two picks. So it's not like he was doing. It means he's doing his best to keep them out of the game. Yeah. So it's yeah they. Fresno's rush defense was just abysmal, and Logan Fyth and McKean got switched around. They nobody did. They didn't do anything either. They were just terrible. Like I don't know what offensive, what was Ted for calling offensively here? There's nothing going on besides like that Jalen Moss 53 yarder. That was about it all game. I was say that. Yeah, that was about it. I mean, they had one 26 yarder to Magdalena, but other than that, not much. This is a team. Like, Fresno's falling off big time. They lost. Got their just crushed San Jose State last week. Not even close. I don't know. Like, what's been going on past two weeks? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. The offense on their laurels. The offense has just been terrible the past two weeks. And then there was a weird. I don't know. We'll get that in a minute. But they just like are the quarterbacks healthy? Because I know they had to switch out when Keen wasn't hundred percent. But Logan Fife usually been reasonably competent, above competent when he plays. Who knows? I do like the foot we mentioned before. The Bailey, it's like, had that um, interception done something? That would have been different to the game. You have Abel Bailey intercept the ball, make a huge play. Look like he might score. He gets stri- he gets stripped from behind. And yep. Mexico gets the ball back. Yeah, but then they turn it back right back over five plays later. Yeah, but the first was just had a chance to score right there. Yeah, that is true. So what what was that? I'm looking at the, yeah, the interception that they punted it three plays later. But the thing is, New Mexico goes back and scores a touchdown. If I'm looking at that right spot, let me double check here. Uh, uh, no, maybe that's not it. Hold on. When was it? When was that interception? I'm trying to look and see what happened. Oh, um. Second half. If, if, if you're looking at the ESPN one. Yeah, which I probably shouldn't ever, and I say so my state every time. It's New Mexico, end of half. Do you do you see that? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, it's the fumble, two ones down. Oh, the fumble one. Okay. I was trying to see. Like, oh, because I was looking at long description there. Yeah, so it's it's end of half New Mexico, mm, Fresno State okay. punt, New Mexico fumble, interception. That's yeah, where it Okay, happens. start of the first half, second half. But still, they get the interception back, but then Fresno punt, so for any chance they had, that probably did it end because they didn't score anything until the end of the game with the field goal. This is just Fresno defense getting their butt kicked, like running the ball, whatever's going on with Danny Gonzalez is probably good. Now he's 4-7. and seven. Like He's not getting the boot, is he? He's sticking around. Yeah, I, I don't think after these past two weeks, yeah, I don't see him. They they manhandle Fresno State. I don't know, but a lot they Boise State like they've been getting. Their... Sorry, I thought it was something else. No, no, no. But yeah, they got beat bad. Did they get a win? Who a team they probably shouldn't have. But then again, Danny Gonzalez is he he beat Fresno State in the twenty twenty as well. Remember that? 
Like he's beaten them a couple times. It, I mean, that this could just be a case of because because remember, New Mexico has this. New Mexico is weirdly good against the good teams, but very bad against the bad teams. Like they uh, have, they're five hundred against Craig Bowl. You just said they beat Fresno State. I'm checking Wikipedia so, real quick. Yeah, the second time yeah. under Danny Gonzalez. So it, they could just like, I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just a New Mexico thing. Like it's the, the land of a ch- land of enlightenment or something. Encha- but it's a change. Maybe they get yeah. enlightened a couple years, a couple <laughs> times a year. <laughs> yeah, because when they played Fresno, I'm just double checking Wikipedia. Oh my goodness, let me check real quick. Yeah, well, he's two and two because it was in the 2020 year. They then as A.H. have as a quarterback, the local kid wins. So yeah. But if you want these scores are hilarious, so New Mexico has won 49-39, then 25-17. And then the two losses, 34-7 and 41 to 9. And also, it, it, sorry, I apologize. That was a Bob Davy New Mexico team in 2020. My mistake. Oh. But still Wait, Bob Davy was was still there in the pandemic. I thought he got fired twenty nineteen. That's what Wikipedia said. I'm going to double check now because I didn't think that was right. Now I'm going crazy. Let me Google this here, folks. Because I, I, I just want to think of Wasn't Danny the coach at that point? So Bob Davey. Yeah, he was gone. Wikipedia is incorrect. I should. Should we email Wikipedia and say, hey, guys, fix this? <laughs> Don't worry, it's, not as bad, it's not as bad as USA Rugby. Oh, okay. Fair point. <laughs> I can see that. But. Like so, what do we like seriously? But they beat Fresno. Is that safe his job for another year? I mean, this is the most wins he's had as a coach, so maybe. And they they play Utah State next week, and who knows with the Aggies? They get I them mean, home not, on Friday night. Friday they're not last. I mean, they get Utah State. They have a potential to go five and seven, and potentially make a bowl game. Yeah. Like, dude, like there there is a legitimate possibility. With the, the deficit of six and six teams that New Mexico can make a bowl game. Do I need to put a contingency in my bowl projections on Monday? <laughs> I mean, you might as well. It's up to me, right? I write it so I can decide. <laughs> I mean, like you, you can you can put an asterisk like there's a legitimate chance yeah. New Mexico can make a bowl game this year. Yeah. And I I don't think anyone saw that coming. Mm. No, they're not going to, but they're they're getting they're improving. So I, I well, think and, and, and then like we could, this is probably more for this is probably a better tangent for the preview. But I mean, mm-hmm. if New Mexico can do what they did against Fresno State, similar to how Boise State beat Utah State, yeah, yeah, they like New Mexico's probably going bowling. Mm. Interesting. Uh, well, it'd be nice if they would, but the coaching season is going to be weird. There's no new updates to, on Boise State or San Diego State, from what I can tell. Unless you've seen any, you can enlighten me. No, the only thing. The only thing I, the last thing I saw was the football scoop article. Okay, for which team? Uh, Boise State. Okay, all right. The so, three. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find it real quick. I guess Harson's uh, a thing, apparently. Harson, it was Harson Moore, and which more? Which more? Kirby or Kellen? Kellen. Okay, no, not happening. The guy, some guy mentioned on Twitter. I'm going to respond. I'm like, no. He's not going there. We already said it. If he if Kellen Moore wants a job, he can get it yesterday. And I don't trust Troikman to be the beacon of journalistic person to find info on that. So whatever. If they listen, cool. Hi, what's up? They, this article does mention Kirby, but it doesn't explicitly state that he's a candidate. 
He's been tossed around. So yeah, the, th- the three people mentioned in the Football Scoop article are the Moore brothers and Brian Harson. Why aren't they going after Grub, man? Come on, what's the deal? Yeah. Hey, Lincoln Riley's in the hot seat, maybe. Do you want a new job soon? <laughs> Let me ask you one question here before we go here. Are the because yeah. it's next week is Thanksgiving week. It's not a stupid Thanksgiving topic. Um, last week of the season, we already have two coaches gone. By the time we recap next week, how many more coaches will be fired from the conference? Um, pull up the standings real quick. Is Timmy Ting safe? Yes or no? I uh, what it here? Here's my what thing. you're hesitating on Timmy Ching. But I, I have to preface this because it's the same people who want to fire Jay Norvell. Same mm. people. They want it's what did someone say about someone said something a couple of weeks ago about Jay Norvell about why the people want to fire him already. Oh, it's the instant ramen generation. <laughs> they want like and they keep like people bring up like CSU fans are bringing up UNLV success. Hey, they're going to, they may be going to the conference championship in the first year. Well, do you, do you not know the difference between what Timmy Chang had to take over and what Jay Norvell had to take over versus what um, Barry Odom had left in the cupboard versus the other team? Yeah. Or even like, like Ken Wilson the, or Danny Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're completely different situations. And like, it's the same thing at TCU. Uh, Sonny Dykes walked into a, fully stocked cupboard and took them to the national championship game. Just different coach and look at things differently can make a big difference. Yeah. So like they're they're two completely different situations. I think you got to give Timmy another year. Mm -hmm. If, if I think based like they're, they're going four and eight this year, maybe get it, maybe four and nine, five and eight depends on what happens. Mm -hmm. I think you got to give them another year just to, you got to, completely get rid of all of the stuff that ha- all of the stuff that happened before him, even if you have players still you need to get the stink of Todd Graham off you <laughs> yeah you, like still has to get the stink of Steve Adazio yeah. and, and that's not to say anything bad about the players who are still there from that era there's just so much that they lost around it yeah so Nevada yes Yes, he's, just, he's, he's gone or staying? He, there's no difference. He lost 16 in a row. You can't do that. <laughs> and, sh- and show no signs of improvement. That's the thing that, like, that's the, that's the qualifier there is they lost 16 in a row, but they have, they, CSU at one point had the longest losing streak in America, oh but they goodness. were showing improvement. Nevada wasn't showing improvement. Is there a famous celebrity who graduated from Nevada, Reno? I can Google it real quick. No, I didn't know. No, we don't need that. I was trying to look offhand. Point being, they need somebody to bring in some cash to get a good coach to help out. There's random politicians and a few basketball football players. The biggest person I know of is JaVel McGee. Yeah, that's what... (laughs) Oh man, not a football guy. I'm a hoops guy, obviously. Uh I I I think he's gone. And I'm talking about next time records. There's Barry let me ask you Barry, real quick. Well actually, uh, Craig Bull, is he safe? That one's tough. 
that one's tough. Okay. Uh, like, cause, I mean, he is. They are. They're going to go eight and four because they're not losing to Nevada. If they lose to Nevada, yes, Craig Full gets fired. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If you lose to Nevada, you deserve to be fired. San Diego State. Mm-hmm. No, to see me. Retired. Get it straight. He retired. In quotes. I'm also looking at some interesting. I'm pulling, going through the college football was because Craig Bull, he's doing quite well at home. Obviously, he is undefeated, 7 0 at home. They are the only team, as I'm scrolling, to be undefeated at home and winless on the road. Probably, I, what, what was, what did someone, what is his record on the road? It's like, 1960 something. Not good. Closest team I can find is Eastern Michigan, who's 5 1 at home and 0 5 on the road. (laughs) I'm going through, looking, looking. I think they are it. Yes, they're the only team to win every game at home and lose every game on the road. Congratulations, Cowboys. (laughs) Don't screw it up this weekend wherever you're playing at. They're playing on the road, so beat Nevada and Reno, you're good to go. Uh, Last one. Is Barry Odom going to be the Rebels coach next year? I know I'm not saying no. next week. You think he's gone? Yeah. What type of job would he want to get? Because Northwestern's hiring from within. I don't think he's going to go. I know Syracuse opened up today. I don't know why he'd want to go to Syracuse. Because he's already kind of did that at Missouri. That type of typically historical level of program. Missouri's a touch higher, I'd say. But not by much. So... Um. The Mississippi State job. Jamie Chadwell is their top target. Yeah, did you do on Twitter? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, the no context pick, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, you say what happened, let people know. <laughs> so, what did, what did he He's like, he tweeted something about the, was it the coaches show? Yeah, tuning into the coaches show on Wednesday or something. Oh, yeah, then he left his location on. So, he set the tweet from Starkville, Missouri. <laughs> Missis- yeah, Mississippi. So, that's, that's tough. Um, I wonder, because Barry Odom, how old is he? I'm curious, too, because there is a case to be made that why not stick here and build something? What a championship year one, what could year two bring? 46. Oh, I thought he's way older. He, he's only 46? Yeah. When did he get the, the Missouri head coaching job? Uh, 2016. So he's 39. Okay. Huh. I mean, he he's basically been Missouri... He played Forever. in Missouri. Yeah, he was in a, he was a high school assistant in Oklahoma for a year, but then he came back to Missouri. Then he was a GA, director yeah. of recruiting, director of uh, something DFP. Yeah, uh, safety DC linebackers. Oh, he's DC linebackers for Memphis, Memphis for a couple of years. He came back. Yeah, then came back and yeah. I wonder. What here's why I think he would here's why I think he would stay at least one more year, with the playoff more ways to get in that could obviously keep want him to stay if they win the conference if he goes left and two big other jobs are going to come after him i think for tata's if they want to do something because we know our buddy chris hundreds like they got money there it's like they'll pay and do stuff maybe they could pony up and keep him for at least another year and see what happens because if you if you turn he's gonna he there is no reason well, I, sorry, I should. Do you know when they vote for coach of the year? Is it before? Is it during the season or does it include postseason? I think it's before. Because the Home Depot Awards, right? Yeah. I don't think I have a vote for national coach of the year. I vote for other things. There is. Even if Kirk, if they're to include postseason, Georgia wins again. Yeah, give it to Kirby Smart. But there's, like, who has done a better job this year in college football? 
like turnarounds, like we look at turnaround and stuff. You have, yeah, Kellen DeBoer, Dan Lanning, maybe Jed Fish, Arizona. They're doing good things. Yeah. If they could sneak into the Pac-12 title game because there's still a possibility. Like he's literally up there. Um, Louisville, a little bit with, um, oh, who's their coach? Is it Scott Hatterfield? I forget. Because uh, they're doing quite well at Louisville. I can't even give his name, so that's not helpful. No, I don't think it's Satterfield. I'm trying to think who it is. Uh, tell me who it is because I'm sounding like a dummy. People are like, it's this guy. Cause they... Oh, it's Jeff, it's Jeff Brom. Oh, that's right. It's Brom. Yeah, Brom. Okay. So you have Brom could be a consideration. Maybe Mark Norvell for the state. But I think if you look at expectations to reality, it's it's got to be Barry Odom. But him finding a new job, I, I'm not putting that universe, oh, he'll be gone because this or that. I just think... It would have to be a pretty good opportunity, but with the playoff expanding, you could get your team in. Like there, unless American chaos is crazy and Noodle V wins, they could possibly get that spot. Or if Liberty, if they don't win, or they committee doesn't respect the Liberty who plays nobody in Conference USA. I'm sure I, I still really know where, where he'll go because you got some pretty big job openings. There'll be domino effect out there with A and M open, Mississippi State open, Michigan State's open. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I I'd like to say he'll be back for this one more year, but you're saying I mean, no? he he he's definitely has to go P five because he's getting paid almost two million dollars. I do wonder how much money they'll pony up. So I I looked it up because I was curious. He signed a five year contract for nine point seven five million. Okay. Now it's just a matter of who, who's going to pony up because sure. like. Because so I I know I like I know they said Chadwell's the the leading candidate, but his buyouts full. Yeah, buyouts don't matter if you're going to the Big Ten or whatever big SEC. It's not going to matter. They will pay it ten times fold. I do wonder because he's Missouri's kind of Big Twelve, but not like I know Mike Gundy's. He's thirty. There's no way he goes back to Missouri. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying Missouri, but I'm looking. There were thoughts of Neil Brown. He he's probably stick around in the Big Twelve. Like the Texas Texas Tech's not going to go away from Jordan McGuire. TCU's coach is safe. Would he go? Like, would it be considered? This would be hilarious. So, oh my gosh, this would be so funny because the Furtado brothers are in Vegas and a Houston thing too. They own the Rockets. Oh yeah, if he goes if takes he goes, over for Dana and Houston. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here's that would be hilarious because like he's paid both. Like you know what I mean? Why not go to Baylor possibly if that opens up? Because that's a real possibility of Dave Miranda being gone. It depends on how he feels about Baylor because he's an Oklahoma kid too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we'll talk about more of this later. We're just kind of, I'm literally throwing a few things out there. Not sure what the deal is going on for everything overall, but just kind of think. So I think there'll be a couple more coaches gone, either on their own or not on their own. So yeah. All right, we'll be back. We'll be back earlier to figure this out for the preview next week. Maybe by then, you and I, Josh, will have the computer ratings down and know the exact. <laughs> Maybe the Mountain West will put out their own thing. Oh, Is that too much to ask? Gloria, come on, let us see what's going on. Let your comms guys shoot the emails that we need to know for sure <laughs> what the deal is. But I mean, the Big Twelve has already put theirs out. They had to change theirs, yeah. So it's not great. So we'll see what happens. But we'll be back in a couple days to preview the final week of the season. Everybody, yeah, we'll see you next time.